0: What is going on crafters welcome to another episode of dig straight down with me your host rebel jc today i'm going to be talking about a few things first i'm going to be talking about a few more changes that are coming to dig straight down also i'm going to be talking about my reaction to the first ever 1.18 snapshot plus how weather could be improved in minecraft but before we get into all of that first off let's get into some listener mail Now, this first message comes in from Overplayed08, and they say, I was thinking about the most boring mob in the game, bats. Here are some of my ideas. In real life, bats hate light. So my idea is that you could place a torch in a dark cave with bats, and the bats would attack you and the torch. My next idea is that you could tame bats with rotten flesh. If you tame the bat, it will follow you and sit on your shoulder. And the big part, it will kill phantoms for you. The most boring mob versus the most irritating mob. Your podcast is so good. I wish you could upload weekly. Thank you so much for that message overplayed. Um, weekly uploads are happening just not for dig straight down again if you guys are listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts or any other audio only platform uh, i am doing youtube content now dig straight down is a youtube series but also on my youtube channel there's other videos as well in addition to dig straight down stuff so if you want more from me go subscribe to the youtube channel uh, the link is going to be in the show notes if you're listening to this on a podcast platform. But yeah, thank you, Overplayed, for the message. And yeah, bats, I agree, need to be uh, updated pretty badly because um, right now they are pretty irritating. They don't really add much to the game. Uh, maybe a little bit of ambience to the cave, like that. That's pretty much all that they all that they add to the game. I think there could be a few things, and I think the ones that you pointed out were pretty cool. Um, first of all a bat sitting on your shoulder for some reason i'm I'm picturing it hanging off of your shoulder like upside down you know how bats do i've never seen a bat perching right side up i'm sure that it could happen but most of the time they're upside down so if they could hang upside down from you in some way that would be pretty cool also fighting phantoms that's not a bad idea uh, th- that would be really interesting um if you had like a pet bat that if you got attacked by phantoms it could just fly up and protect you from them uh, i do think that a lot of Uh, Bats would be killed that way, but you know there's a lot other bats in the world So maybe that's not a big issue, but yeah There's a couple of things that I think I would like to see changed about bats and the first one I think I've said it before I think that if you right-clicked on a bat in a cave as you're cave mining or whatever, if the bat could squeak or something and use its echolocation to highlight other mobs in the area, like in adjoining caves or whatever, so that you have this awareness of what's around you in the cave system... Um, that would be very very useful, uh, especially yeah for mining and caves because you really don't know what's around the corner um, unless you have like the subtitles thing on, and I've, I've actually started to play with that on quite a bit because it is helpful. But um, bats could do this uh, because you're playing on the idea that they use their echolocation to sense things out there. So yeah, if the player could use that echolocation, I think that that would be pretty cool. And the other idea that I had playing off of your idea that they attack phantoms, um, what if when bats get struck by lightning, they become phantoms? In a similar way to how when um, pigs get struck by lightning, at least I think this is still the case, I'm not sure, but when pigs get struck by lightning, they become zombie piglins. Um and how when villagers get struck by lightning, they become witches. Maybe if bats get struck by lightning, they become phantoms. And that would provide a new and different way to farm phantoms for the membrane. Um, I don't know how useful that would be. I'm not a technical person, so I can't really speak to how hard it is to get things struck by lightning. Maybe with the new lightning rod, it would be easier. Um, but yeah, those are some ideas that I had. I really liked your ideas overplayed. played. Thank you so much for the message. Uh, and uh, we're going to move on to the next one. This one is from Zachariah, and they write Suggestion Only the winning teams, and that is the winners of the Dragon's Egg Challenge, get their ideas read out on the show, and the other two teams' ideas are on the website. Just something I thought about, just to let you know. So that brings me to a little bit of announcement that actually. Answers this suggestion. So thank you so much Zachariah for the suggestion. Here is what's going to happen So the dragon's egg challenge is actually going to become starting now is going to become its own thing separate from the dig straight down show Um, For the rest of the season for the rest of this year until December I'm going to upload the dragon's egg challenge Um, as sort of its own podcast episode on the uh, Dig Straight Down podcast. Um, That will last until the end of this season, the end of this year. Starting next year and next season, it is going to be a YouTube-only series. So uh, the Dragon's Egg Challenge is moving to YouTube only next year. And that will give me the time and the energy to be able to read as many of those ideas as possible. I, I can't promise that I'll get to all of them because a lot of times they're just way too many to read out loud. I do read every idea but sometimes they're just too many to read out loud on a show. So what's going to happen is the Dragon's Egg Challenge is going to be its own thing, its own YouTube series next year and I will be able to read as many of those ideas as possible not just the winning team's ideas. So I hope that answers the suggestion, and I hope that clears things up. That's kind of what's going to happen going forward. So if y'all have any more ideas, questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas that you would like to see added to Minecraft, you can let me know if you email me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com love to hear from you. I love hearing you guys' ideas, and I love sharing them here on the show and giving my thoughts about them. So please don't hesitate to do that. And also, if you're enjoying this video and you've enjoyed other videos before, please drop a like, hit the subscribe button, and ring the bell to get notified of future uploads. And if you have a friend who likes to talk about ideas for future Minecraft updates, share this channel with them. They probably would like the show as well, and I would love to welcome more people into the community. I've actually been really blown away as how fast we've been able to get to 125 subscribers. That's how many subscribers we have right now as of the recording of this video. It might be more when the video actually comes out. But how fast we got to 125 is just mind-boggling. When I uploaded the first uh, Dig Straight Down video at the beginning of the season, I think we only had 85 subscribers, but now we're up to 125. That's amazing. Thank you guys so much for subscribing, those of you who have. And guys, let's see if we can get to 200. Let's see how fast we can get to 200. It's really not that far away. Um, And that would be really awesome to see. So thank you guys so much for subscribing, for sharing the videos with your friends. I really, really appreciate that. So now, guys, let's get into the main discussion of this episode. So Mojang has released the first ever snapshot for 1.18, the Caves and Cliffs Update Part 2. It's amazing. Now this is a different kind of snapshot. This is an experimental snapshot. So what they've told us is that this is not promised features. These things are not definitely going to happen. But they released these things as an experiment just to get our feedback as we play with it. And if we find bugs, if we find things that are not good for gameplay, we let them know what our thoughts are. It's pretty cool. So I'm going to read what the release note says, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. On the Mojang website Heinrich Nyberg is one of the developers and he wrote that in Caves and Cliffs Part 2 we're not only updating the caves and adding new mountains, we are also changing the overall terrain generation to make it fit all together. As these features will bring pretty big changes, we would love your feedback. So again guys, this is they're asking for our feedback so if you're playing on this experimental snapshot please reach out to Mojang with your with your comments and suggestions and feedback. Um, probably on the feedback site, most likely. Um, I don't know if they really want you to be tweeting at them as much, but go to the feedback website, leave your remarks, leave your feedback there. That's what they're after, and that is really what will kind of guarantee this update being as fun as possible and being what the community really wants. So, continuing on. So Heinrich continues, we need to sort out some technical things before we can ship these in a normal java snapshot or bedrock beta. So in the meantime, we've created an experimental snapshot for java that you can download separately. That way you can try out the all new world generation and provide us with feedback while we continue our grand work of terraforming the world of Minecraft and integrating it into our normal snapshot slash beta series. And the terraforming remark there is absolutely true. So I have not personally played on the snapshot yet but what I can tell you right now from the videos and the pictures of and everything that I've seen even from Henrik's uh video that he posted on his YouTube channel which will be linked in the show notes of this uh this episode this is it's completely world changing and I think I feel like I say that all the time every time Mojang changes a little thing I'm like ah this changes the whole game it changes the world of Minecraft and it does it really does but this in a very real physical way um the caves are, are just more beautiful than I could have ever imagined, and and the, the way that sometimes they'll open up into the world, open up into the, the surface, are pretty amazing. So let's read some more of these uh, change logs, and we'll keep talking about it. So, changes compared to Caves and Cliffs, part one. First off, a new world height and depth. New mountain biomes, which are lofty peaks, snow-capped peaks, grove, meadow, and snowy slopes. New cave generation, which are cheese, spaghetti, and noodle caves, which has a really interesting uh, food theme going on. I wonder if they were, it was lunchtime when they were coming up with these ideas. (laughs) Local water levels and lava levels in the underground. New cave biomes generate naturally underground and inside mountains, which are the lush caves and the dripstone caves. Interestingly enough, they have not included the deep dark biome in this and Quick side note, I feel like they're saving the best for last. Now, I might be wrong. Next snapshot, they might be releasing some looks at the uh, deep dark, but I have this feeling that it will be a little while, maybe towards the middle of this whole snapshot process, that we begin to see deep dark stuff. Um, I can't wait. It's still kind of wrapped in mystery at this point, and I feel like they've been really hard at work in in the background, working on this biome to make it really, really awesome. So I cannot wait to see the deep dark. Uh, It continues, natural variation in terrain shape and elevation independently from biomes. For example, forests and deserts could form up on a hill without needing a special biome just for that. New ore distribution, and there's a chart that they released in these notes for that, and the link to all of that is in the show notes of this episode. Large ore veins, integrated mountains, caves, and cave entrances. Monsters will only spawn in complete darkness okay so two of these notes i really want to to sit on and and talk about first off the uh natural variation in terrain shape and elevation independently from biomes what this means is that previously the biome would determine kind of how the terrain would be shaped and now that's not necessarily the case you could have like they said in this you could have mountainous deserts you could have mountainous forests then that that's amazing now, a couple of things about this first, I hope that they retain the flat nature and the low nature of swamps and plains. I hope that they didn't really take make this too independent of biome types because it would be really weird to have mountainous plains and um and and mountainous you know swamps that really wouldn't make sense and I hope that and i have and I think that they're probably going to keep those. As They are right now because I don't think they need to change terrain generation wise anyway But what this does mean is that the world will have even more variation So right now on this side of uh, caves and cliffs update I feel like when you're walking around in the world You kind of have this built-in expectation as to what each biome is going to look like and how it generates throw all that out of the window because Now the variation between biomes even biomes of the same type is going to be completely different and I love that. It's going to make exploration even more exciting when you find a biome that really doesn't necessarily seem that it should be like a mountainous, hilly type, like a desert, for instance, and then you find this hilly desert. That's going to be really exciting uh, rather than just finding the super flat deserts. I cannot wait to explore this new type of terrain generation. Now, even apart from finding the new mountains but that this is just icing on the cake at this point point. and the second and probably biggest thing about this experimental snapshot is that monsters will now only spawn in complete darkness that's a game changer complete game changer I don't care what your play style is as long as you're playing survival minecraft this changes the game completely for you and this means a couple of things first of all and probably the biggest thing you have more control now over the lighting of your builds if you want a room that has one torch in it and you don't want creepers spawning hey now you can do that Um, if you want to have a, a, a moody castle that's only lit by glow lichen you can have that too Tons of new lighting possibilities have just opened up and it's amazing to see. It also means much less torch spam so now one torch will do the work of about 5 or 6. So What that means is when you're claiming an area of land and you don't want mobs to spawn on it in those early days of uh, Minecraft. You don't have to use all the torches in your inventory to claim a spot of land. All you have to do is plop down, really, a handful, and that can cover a huge amount of land and keep it from keep it from uh, having hostile mobs spawning on it. So that's a huge update, too. Another thing is that Glow Lichen is now actually useful apart from being moody lighting for builds. Um, Glow Lichen has a level of, I think, 7, light level of 7, um, which means that you can just... Glow lichen is now the new torches, and you can spam glow lichen everywhere. The cool thing about glow lichen is that it's a natural looking light source, it it blends into a natural um, setting. So, if you want to light up a forest or something like that, or a cave or a mountain or something, and you just want to keep this natural looking area spawn free, all you have to do is cover it in glow lichen. The glow lichen will will you know blend in with everything around it and it will continue to look natural and not like you've placed torches and lanterns and things like that those man-made looking things everywhere you keep the natural beauty of an area but it's now safe from hostile mobs now i've seen some remarks on twitter that maybe in some people's opinion that this makes minecraft too easy but in my opinion what this does is it Takes the danger of Minecraft and puts it where it should have been in the first place, and that's not in our bases. Now we don't have to stress out too much about lighting up our bases or over our bases to keep it safe from creepers blowing up or whatever. Now the danger and the hostile mobs are always out in the dark wilderness and away from civilization, and that's the way it should be. So yeah, it doesn't make the game too easy, because you're going to encounter monsters where you would have encountered them anyway. Out in the open where there's no light, or underground where there's no light. So I don't think it makes the game more easy, it just makes more sense that mojang doesn't want creepers spawning in your base even though you've lit it up very well so yeah welcome to the dark age of minecraft it is awesome why did they not do this a long time ago this is one of those things that you say oh mojang has changed this thing why wasn't this done a long long time ago that's kind of how i feel about this change it doesn't make sense that You know, a light level of 7 or a light level of 6 or whatever light level it was would have allowed mobs. It's much more black and white and simplified if a light level of 0 is what you need to have hostile mobs spawn. And that gives the player a lot more control. So two thumbs up to this update. and, uh, And yeah, I love it. So the rest of this year for Dig Straight Down is going to be big. I was thinking about it today, I was, I was listening to another um, Minecraft podcast, uh, The Spawn Chunks, and um, I w- they were talking about the upcoming Minecon Live, and I was just thinking, okay, so Minecon Live is coming, when Minecon Live comes, they're going to announce the next update after Caves and Cliffs Part 2, um, but also, they are just now releasing uh, 1.18 snapshots. So 1.18 snapshots are going to be coming out, and we're going to continue to look forward to the part two of Caves and Cliffs. But at the same time, Mojang is going to announce what 1.19 is going to be. So I'm going to have a lot to talk about, and so is everybody else who covers this kind of stuff. So this is going to be a really, really huge year for Dig Straight Down as far as the things that I get to talk about. So speaking about future updates, let's think about how weather could be updated. Because the past handful of Minecraft updates have been really concerned with features of the game that were very, um, that needed to be fleshed out. They were very simple. And we'll think about like the nether, what the nether used to be before the nether update. It was literally one biome with mm, four mob, four mobs in it it was very very simple um uh, the same thing goes for caves and mountains very very simple needed to be fleshed out so one of those things in the game that i think really needs to be fleshed out is weather and i've talked a little bit about weather before but i kind of want to continue talking about it because i do think that weather, in its own update like the cloud and climate update or whatever you would want to call it uh, or released in small parts over a, over the course of a few updates, I really do think that weather could be updated, and I think that they would be very open to updating weather and making it more dynamic and more interesting. So I do have a few ideas as to how that could be done, and I want to go over those with you on this episode. Now, first of all, I want to say that... No tornadoes or anything destructive should be added unless it's in the player's control, unless the player has the choice to encounter those things. Um, Tornadoes, things like that, things that could tear up your base, I don't think that that really has a place in the game. I don't think Mojang wants to put that in the game at all. Uh, So I would say tornadoes are out. Although, while I was thinking about it, um, a tornado like boss would be actually kind of cool. I, I really would love for there to be a boss in Minecraft that is huge, that that almost like the giant that you can spawn in in creative mode. Um, I would love the, a huge boss to fight, um, something that's bigger than the ender dragon. And I'm thinking like this creature that is almost like a, a whirlwind, um, r- something that's wrapped in a tornado and sort of like spreading chaos through the through the landscape and that you have to then fight and maybe it has some wind powers that would be kind of cool um obviously that would have to be something that the player can summon in to fight um of their own volition and not something that you encounter randomly um throughout the gameplay uh but that would be the only way that i could see tornadoes being added that i would be okay with so right now current weather in minecraft is very very basic first of all you have clear weather which is bright sunny weather with a few clouds in the sky and no rain or anything. You also have rainy weather, which is just the sky gets a little darker and you have rain. I mean, it's very, very simple. And you also have thunderstorms and in thunderstorms, the sky gets even darker. You have the rain, but you also have thunder sounds and lightning strikes. Um, If it's raining and you're in a snowy biome the rain becomes snow instead Which is an interesting thing and it kind of keeps it, you know gives adds a little life to a weather cycle Um, But that's basically it and in my opinion That's very very basic and really really needs to be fleshed out There's a lot of different kinds of weather types that could be added and here is my list The first thing that I think should be changed about weather in Minecraft are the clouds Um, They are always the same no matter what type of weather you're in so if it's a sunny day if it's rainy if there's a thunderstorm it doesn't matter and it doesn't even matter how dark the sky gets there's always the same clouds in the sky they just get darker with worse weather Um, I really think that there should be more clouds in the sky and what I would suggest is that there be another layer of clouds over the one that we already have Um, maybe taking advantage of the new world height maybe it could be much higher Um, and also I think clouds should change size with different types of weather. So in clear weather, the clouds should be relatively small when it's rainy, the clouds should get bigger and darker. And in thunderstorms, the clouds should basically cover the sky and get really, really dark. So clouds really, really should be more dynamic. And there's a few other types of global weather that I think should be added as well. So first of all, and this is a simple idea, is just cloudy weather. And this would be basically what rainy weather looks like except without rain. Um, it would just add a little bit of extra variation to the weather cycle. And you actually already get this if you're in the desert. And I think also if you're in the Badlands and it's raining, it actually doesn't rain in those biomes. You just have the cloud effect and that's it. And it actually kind of gives, gives it a little uh, nice cozy atmosphere in my opinion. And I think it'd be really cool to have that kind of atmosphere in other biomes as well. Another idea that I had was foggy weather, and basically what foggy weather would be is that the render distance fog would come in closer um, so that you only have visibility to maybe five chunks or something like that in every direction. So your visibility would be very limited, but other than that, everything would be kind of the same, so it would just add a little bit more moodiness to uh, your Minecraft day. Now I know that there's no real wind mechanics in the game except for the fact that banners uh, slightly blow in the breeze, Um, but I do think that Windy weather should be added and there's a few things that windy weather could do first of all Windy weather would be signified by a slight particle effect in the air and The sound of wind whistling through trees and buildings and stuff like that I think also in windy weather flying mobs like parrots and bees would take shelter and if there's phantoms out in windy weather, they would get blown around uncontrollably by the wind, and that would actually work in your favor if you're trying to fight off those phantoms. In windy weather, if you're flying with Elytra, you have a chance to be blown off course or maybe have a random burst of speed because the wind is working on you and, and blowing you and as you're flying through the air. So elytra flying might be a little bit more dangerous, but it also might give you a little bit of boost as well. I also think that there could be biome-specific weather. And my first idea for this is sandstorms in deserts and badlands. Now basically what this would do would be just to limit your visibility and there would be the, the sound effect of wind and maybe the sound of you know uh, sand being blown around. It would limit your visibility, maybe make you walk a little bit slower in the desert and badlands. But also sandstorms would generate sand blocks um, pretty randomly. And I know that at first that doesn't sound great, but think about it this way. That would be a way to farm sand and make sand renewable. So during the sandstorm, if, if you've built a wall out in the desert, sand could accumulate on one side and then you would just go out and harvest it and that would be a way to get renewable sand without having to dig out an entire desert. Um, also it would just add a little bit of dynamic weather to deserts and badlands and I think that that is really, really needed because right now there's not a lot of dynamic anything to those biomes and uh, I think that it would be really cool to see that added. The other idea would be misty weather in swamplands. Basically what this would be is kind of like a fog effect that's sort of hovering one block above the ground so that it uh, limits your visibility of the ground and makes crossing swamps a little bit more treacherous. Um, It would just really be for the visual effect. It really wouldn't be for anything beneficial at all. But I really think that a swamp that has that layer of mist sort of blanketed um, over the water would be really, really interesting to try to get across and, and a little bit spooky as well, too. Along the same idea, snowstorms in snowy biomes and frozen biomes I think would be pretty cool too. Of course, these would limit your visibility, maybe make you walk slow. But I think also, if you're not wearing armor, if you're not in a shelter or near a heat source, I think if it gave you a freezing effect similar to if you fall into powdered snow, um, that might add a little bit more risk to these biomes. and, And if you hear a snowstorm kind of whipping up, you're like, i got to get my armor on or i got to get into the cabin or something like that. Um, It would add a little bit of risk to these biomes. I think any risk that's added to something needs to be balanced off by reward. I don't know what that reward would be. Let me know what you think down in the comments. And also kind of taking weather off of land and into the sea, I think it would be pretty cool to have white caps at sea, those big giant waves. Now, I understand that having big giant waves and generating water blocks that appear and disappear and crash over you might be a little much um, but if these were just a sort of particle effect that sort of swept over the water and if you get hit by them in a boat it might capsize your boat um, that would be pretty pretty cool Um, and I think relatively simple too but right now there's not a lot of risk to crossing Crossing an ocean, and I think that there could be there could be ways to make traveling over the ocean a bit more exciting. Um, And whitecaps and and sea storms might be a way to do that. I have a lot of ideas about how uh, seafaring could be updated, and I probably will talk about all of those in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. And that brings us to the end of this episode. If you have any questions or comments or ideas of your own, please. Email me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. You can also join the Discord for this show. The link is in the show notes. I can't not wait to see you there. You can connect with me on Twitter. I'm at JC underscore 92. And if you're enjoying the show, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Lots of great perks at any tier that you join. So link is in the show notes if you're interested in that. And until next episode, guys, continue to dig straight down and I will see you at Bedrock.